Hey there, and welcome to Lighting with Lisa, the podcast, your audio home for all things residential lighting related, from industry news to trends to my own hot takes on showroom life. I'm glad you're here. Hello and welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to Lighting with Lisa, the podcast. Here we are again, uh, episode two. I'm so excited, y'all. I have been uh, just really being re-energized by conversations and um, getting <laughs> getting the podcast back going. So I'm happy to be here. Happy you're here. Thank you for listening. Uh, I am happy to report that there are a few sponsors lined up for upcoming episodes, so that's exciting. That means um, the podcast can continue for as long as we're able to keep that going. So if you know of somebody that you'd love to hear featured on this podcast, there'll be um, one sponsor an episode um, so that we can share whatever they have going on. Um, with the lighting industry, again, you won't find a more targeted audience than the one we have here with the Lighting with Lisa podcast. So um, if you want to reach lighting industry professionals, this is the place to do it. Uh, reach out to me um, via any of the social media or email lisa at lightingwithlisa.com and uh, we'll go from there. But I'm super excited about some of the upcoming sponsors. And yeah, stay tuned. So there's more and more to come with the podcast. I also wanted to plug at the top of the podcast the several Facebook groups that uh, exist, not all Lighting with Lisa branded, but just uh, groups for the residential lighting industry that I want to make sure you're aware of. Um, if you're just not already, um, the most valuable for many of us, I would say is the fixture finder group. If you're not a part of that and you're in the industry, well, you, you need to join it. <laughs> just search, uh, lighting fixture help. It's a group, it's a private group on Facebook and all we do there is post pictures of things we can't identify or things we're looking for a different version of or discontinued items that somebody might have in stock or a display or something. It is super, super useful. Um, we started this group as a part of the um, Lighting Showroom Association and the board of the LSA decided to kind of keep it going and I'm going to stay on as the administrator um, so that we can keep this going. We don't do any advertising there. Um, I kind of, it's just not what the space is for, but, um, if you're not a part of that group, highly recommend. There's also a residential lighting industry job board. Um, so that one is if also a private Facebook group and just search for lighting jobs. Um, so if you have a position, just post it out there. Um, and it's, all listings are going to like go through my approval before they get posted just to make sure there isn't somebody doing something kind of sketch. Um, but you can uh, post open positions and then uh, ask applicants to contact you directly. Again, we're just uh, with the Lighting with Lisa community. <laughs> uh, I have my consumer facing content. So if you follow that um, Instagram account, um, that's, you know, part of what this is. And then part of it is to also create a space for, you know, the lighting industry for day-to-day -day engagement in any way or shape that makes sense for our industry. 
And so um, hiring and finding great lighting industry professional professionals is always a topic that comes up. It came up, somebody emailed me just this week <laughs> about how I hire, where can I find good lighting industry talent. So I really recommend that you hop on over to this job board um, or have you know a key member of staff get in the job board so that you can post out direct to lighting industry professionals. Maybe the person seeing the listing isn't looking for the position, but they might know of somebody who would be interested. So please post them out there. Um, and again, it's just that you post the listing, no comment, you know, like nothing needs to be public other than we have this job, contact me at, and then people can reach out to you directly from there. So it can still be pretty, um, whatever, anonymous isn't the right word, but um, private. And then, of course, the last Facebook group to join, if you're not already a member, is the one in support of this podcast and uh, where I'm going to really be getting a lot of the content that's going to feed into these podcasts. So if you want an early scoop on that or you want to propose a topic um, and get other people's feedback, that's the LWL Lighting Showrooms group. So just search for Lighting Showrooms on Facebook. Again, another private group. It is for all members of the industry, so it's not showroom exclusive. It is for manufacturers, agents, whatever. If you're in the lighting industry, residential lighting and fan industry, you're welcome to join the group. So um, I just always recommend people be mindful of that, but it is a very positive, encouraging space where we're looking for solutions, not just complaining. Um, but I, it is the group that exists to be like in cooperation with this podcast, um, because quite honestly, while I have lots of ideas and lots of opinions about lots of things, I don't have all of them. <laughs> by any stretch. And it's really, really helpful um, to engage with y'all in this community. And it uh, helps inform like upcoming topics and episodes and things that we might want to discuss further or um, an idea that I was like, oh, that's great. Let's share that out with the world, whatever it may be. So please do join all three of those Facebook groups um, as you see fit, because um, it's just a great way to keep the conversations going day to day. So thank you for that. So this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, my own showroom happenings <laughs> over the past several months. Um Nothing terribly earth shattering, but I did want to talk about a few like changes we've made and what I see happening from that in the event that this is helpful to other lighting showrooms. And also jumping back into those Facebook groups, if you listen to this and have a great idea that's working in your showroom, please post it there because that makes us all a little smarter and more engaged. Um, and I always love learning of other showrooms and how they're finding success in maybe even non-traditional ways, because um, it can always be a challenge. So I've mentioned before, um, I believe that my showroom is not in a like highly traveled uh, shopping corridor <laughs> of um, my area. So it, we're just not. It's, um, Savannah is a decent sized city. It's not a huge one. Um, 
you know, I think at any given time, like half of the population is tourists, but <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but it's still, it's just a very tourist driven uh, city, especially the downtown area. And where our showroom is, it's uh, in a good geographical location in terms of people being able to get to us for a lot of, from a lot of different areas, but it's just not like in the middle of like the shopping. So for retail shopping, we're kind of in an oddball location. So because of that, about three years ago, it was actually um, just pre-COVID. I, I must have had a inkling of what was to come. No, I had no idea. But um, pre-COVID, we had um, rolled back our Saturday hours. We had traditionally been open, you know, as long as I've worked in the business on Saturdays from 10 to 4. Um, we are in the Southern Bible Belt United States. So um, we've never been open on Sundays and there's not really any call for us to be open on Sundays. Um, so the hours were always Saturday, 10 to four. And this was like mid to late 2019 and things were just like not happening on Saturdays. Um, the growth in my area, like the metropolitan area was really stagnant at that time. And they're just, and like I said, we're not in a retail corridor. So I just was like, all right, for <laughs> expense saving and, um, the happiness of my staff, we're just going to, we're going to pull back on the Saturday hours. And so we did that. Um, and then like shortly, and I don't know if it would have stuck as long for it, as long as it did, if it hadn't been for COVID, but then COVID happened and there was really just kind of no expectation from anybody that we'd be open on Saturday because for a while everything was by appointment. Anyway, so we and then everything was like unusually successful <laughs> during COVID times. And then um, some of these big there started to be a bunch of like industry moving to Savannah. There's this big Hyundai plant being built here. There's all kinds of th happenings going on in the metropolitan area and it's starting to grow again. And we really had been stagnant for many, many years. So, um, so, uh, last Saturday, as I record, this was our first return to official Saturday hours. So when I removed the Saturday hours originally, I said, if I ever hear anybody say we're closed on Saturdays, um, we're just going to open. <laughs> so the, my rule was that we had to say Saturdays were by appointment only. And it did work, you know, um, a few people like industry colleagues pointed out to me that like, uh, if that was me, it would be kind of off-putting. Like I wouldn't want to have to feel like I'm forcing somebody to come in on their day off to work with me. And I totally get it. And what ended up happening on those Saturdays was often just like standard builder appointments with, with homeowners that just couldn't make it in Monday through Friday, or just quite frankly, didn't want to leave work and then go sit in a lighting showroom for a couple hours to make fixture selections. So then they'd come in on a Saturday to do that. So we still had regular Saturday activity, but we just weren't officially open. So um, last Saturday we returned. I did shrink the hours. This was kind of a concession to my staff because, again, it's been three years since we've had regular Saturday hours. And so everyone not everyone, but uh, several members of my staff, including some key members, uh, never worked for me during the Saturday hours <laughs> era. So I wanted to, you know, make sure that this was something we could all do. And um, 
the, so the hour we reopened with hours of 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And first week out, it turned out way better than I imagined. We have, if you follow this my store on social media, you'll see that we did promote it pretty regularly for the month leading up to. Um, you know, it's it's worked out as well as a return to hours when you're not in a retail traffic area. Like, as it worked out as well as it possibly could. And I am happy that I only selected that limited hours, not only for my staff um, and their happiness, but it did seem to be like just the right amount. Like we still had an appointment and they were able to come in. We had browsers. Um, and a lot of the reason for this t- ties in like redoing the Saturday hours, bringing that back. It ties into a couple things, one being like the current economy in my little area, but I think there's, uh, you know, broad strokes for a lot of us. And it has to do with how we've been re-merchandising and buying for the store itself. So I have some, you know, really great team members. Like I love them all to pieces. <laughs> they all do amazing work in, in like their unique specialties. And they, I've got a, a, a few people right now, one in particular who acts as our showroom creative director, and she's really good at merchandising. She can turn, take components and make it something magical. So because of her expertise in this area, um, we've been really leaning into buying more accessories and gift products for the showroom. And because we didn't have these Saturday hours, we were kind of missing out on people that might just be out running errands on a Saturday. Again, we're not in super high retail area, so it still makes sense to me for our hours to be more limited. Um, but it, um, there's, if we're going to have all of this, like grab and go, you know, gift basket, decor, hostess, host gift items. Um, well then I need to be open when people are out on the weekend shopping for whatever upcoming event they have or the party they're going to that night or on Saturday or whatever the case may be. So that was also part of the reason for bringing back the Saturday hours is just to give more retail shopping opportunity to support this new buying we've done. So I think, well, I know from our numbers, it has been moderately successful and it's definitely been like a hit or miss proposition. Like some things have done surprisingly well in the decor gift area for us. And some things I thought, oh, this is great. I would see this in a store and totally want to buy it. And it's kind of been a dud. So definitely if you're not already bringing in like gifts and merchandise and that kind of accessories, um, if you're not already doing it, really look into it. Expect some things are going to fail, but I would try a wide variety of things. And this is where I would absolutely lean on all of your staff members for things that they're interested in. Like if you know, it's the same with selecting light fixtures for display. To some degree, you want to select things that you know your staff loves because that's what they're gonna <laughs> that's what they're gonna point it out to all the clients that come in. But it also helps, especially with like the gift 
um, and accents and that kind of thing too, that there's some manner of product that they have brought into the store and that they, they really like and just love to have on display and show customers. So it's been working pretty well, ups and downs. There are some things we've tried that will sell through or put on clearance and we're never going to bring them back again. <laughs> and there's some things that we've already re repurchased for the store. I was actually kind of surprised at some of the success we've had with uh, merchandise that's branded like with my company's logo. Um, I would never would have thought, but it, <laughs> there's been a few things that have been pretty popular. So I highly recommend <laughs> some of that uh, where it makes sense. Um, and if you want a specific suggestion, reach out to me directly since we are heading into a sponsored format of the podcast, not going to drop too many brand names, um, unless they're intentional. So, um, but if you want some, uh, suggestions, I'm happy to give them to you, uh, one-on-one. So we have the merchandising, the Saturday hours, and all of this kind of revolves in a somewhat tangential way and very related way to my staff and their engagement. So Saturday hours in the Facebook group, the lighting showroom, Facebook group, LWL dash lighting showrooms. Um, I had made a poll about Saturday hours just out of curiosity. Um, and it did appear. So the results of the poll were that 72% our showroom is open every Saturday and always has been. Um, there's just 6% like me that our showroom is open every Saturday, but hasn't always been. Uh, and then there 22% of respondents to the poll said our showroom is not open on Saturdays, but we used to be. So lots of people are opting out of Saturday hours. And there was an option that no, our showroom is not open on Saturdays and never has been. There were no takers on that option. So the Saturday hours is real tricky with staff. And again, that's partly why I just did that 10 to two hours. If I was in, if I was directly across from the shopping mall, I would be open <laughs> 10 to four or something more reasonable, like a longer time frame on a Saturday. But since we're not, I opted to keep it small, a shorter window. And part of that is just for my staff, like I'm already asking this change of them. Um, and I want it to be as accommodating as possible to their schedules. Cause here's the thing with staff in lighting, this isn't the gap, right? Oh, I just dropped a name brand, but <laughs> they're not in the lighting industry. doesn't matter. But this is, um, this isn't like a low stakes job at the mall where you just kind of show up, you do your, your task list for the day, you interact with customers, but it's not, um, not, doesn't have to be like highly, highly skilled. <sighs> Lighting sales is a skilled job, not just on the sales part of it, but on the lighting knowledge if people come in with all kinds of random questions and issues and problems, and you have to be able to troubleshoot and think, think through them. And, um, you don't just drop in on day one, uh, having never worked in a lighting showroom before and can do all of the things that are required of you. It is a slow, long learning process. 
And to be really good at it, you have to do it for years and years to really get the full background needed. So it's a super professional, highly skilled job to work as a salesperson in a lighting and fan showroom. And that person doesn't really want to work on Saturdays usually. Like that person that is so good at that is more of a, you know, nine to five office, remote work, flexible work kind of employee. Um, but when you have a retail showroom, you have showroom hours and somebody needs to be there. And there is this expectation in the showroom that any client could walk in and they maybe just want to see what you have in stock and pick up a five light chandelier and take it home with them. But they might come in and have a real issue with their recess lighting and want to relamp or want to swap out for some LED trim. And they want to really get into the nitty gritty details about like their recess lighting. And then you would need to know that there's different kinds of recess lighting. Is it low voltage? Is it line voltage? Is it halo style? Is it Juno style? Is it um, light a Lear, is it progress? Cause there are different quirks with the different housings that might already exist in the ceiling. And so it's just not a, it's just not straightforward. And the expectation of any customer walking into my showroom or any of anyone else listening to this podcast is that whoever greets them in that showroom is going to be able to answer those questions or get them to a person present in the store that can. So even if you have somebody that works like part-time as a greeter or assistant, they might not know the answer to the question, but they know how to get you to the person who does. So there's just an expectation that you're going to come in and get this knowledge. So you can't really like shortchange it on a Saturday or weekend or early morning or late afternoon hours by like removing all of the expertise from the building. So it is just a challenge absolutely with Saturday hours and having a professional staff. And that's why 22% of the respondents in this poll said that they're not open on Saturdays and they used to be. I guarantee 100% of those decisions maybe happened or started during COVID, but then continued because it does make this professional staff happier to have their weekends off. It is just like this tug of war between like the kind of business and then the kind of work that we primarily do. Um, if you're leaning in more to retail sales, like I'm trying to with the merchandising and the gift, well, then you do have to have availability when people aren't also at work and flexible. And for a while, also flexible work schedules were kind of allowing more regular weekday traffic. But as we all know, while there is still flexibility in work schedules, it's not quite as flexible as it used to be. And people are required to be back in the office. And so we really were seeing that every day, Monday through Friday, traffic kind of slow down for a variety of reasons. Also, economy at large, recession, fears, all of that. But we also know that people's work schedules aren't quite as flexible as they were at one time a couple years ago, even a year ago. So my business has had to adjust to that. And so we're going to see how it goes. But I think these Saturday hours are going to be with us um, for a while. It is just a real challenge to do this and keep staff engaged and not have them be frustrated. And this isn't just Saturday hours. This is kind of um, the industry at large right now. While everything was so busy and like popping off, <laughs> like my staff was engaged 
almost all day, every day, there was plenty going on as things have tailored off to like tapered off a bit. We have days and times in the showroom where I feel like everyone's just kind of like sitting around staring at each other. Yes, we have downtime tasks and yes, by and large, people stay on task and stay busy, but the energy is just different. You know, like it's not quite as like high energy, go, go, go as it was. And that is definitely leading to like peaks and valleys in employee performance as well. It's just a thing. It happens, but I'm trying to find ways to keep encouragement and engagement up during those peaks and valleys. It really has been such smooth sailing for a few years that this is kind of like, oh, what's going on now? This is all just a little bit harder than it used to be. And I came into the industry at the Great Recession. So like for me, everything seems easy (laughs) compared to like those times. Like, what are you talking about? This is nothing. (laughs) But um. But for someone who didn't work in the showroom during those times, it does feel like things have like dried up and pulled back a bit. And then their engagement declines because it was like I had appointment after appointment and retail customer and this and that. And now it's like that same thing, but less like, like somebody turned the volume down and, um, it is hard to stay energized in your job when you were like on volume 10 and now you're on volume six and you're like, nah, it's just not as engaging as it was, uh, once was. So we're really trying to work on that, um, in my showroom in how we, in the absence of those like high highs that we used to have, how do we keep everybody engaged and learning and growing in their jobs and excited to come to work every day and not like, drudgery. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Like I totally get it because before I found my passion and my career, I absolutely had jobs that I did not love, um, (laughs) before this. And so like, I see these memes and they're like, you know, like making fun of bosses or management or shady comments. And like, they drive me nuts. Um, (laughs) but it's like, I'm just triggered by them, you know? Um, I used to have that perception of some of my jobs. I left jobs because of a bad work environment um, in my younger years. And I just don't ever want anybody to experience that as much as I can prevent it from leadership position down. It's just such a challenge. And then I make things harder for myself by doing something like adding Saturday hours back on when they weren't there when this person was hired. I was very clear in all job interviews that Saturday hours were a thing that could happen. So it's not like no one had forewarning, even from the very first moment they had a conversation with me. But um, that's an, a, just a thing that we're working on, or I'm trying to really um, finesse how we keep everybody engaged and happy and growing in their jobs because there still is opportunity. There's always something to learn. There's always a new problem to solve, always a new client to reach out to. The area we live in is actually luckily having growth right now due to this industry moving in. So there is still opportunity for us. It's just a little bit harder to find. You know, it isn't knocking on the door the way it was um, two years ago. We have to go and grab it a bit more. But here we are. So that's a little update on what's been going on in my uh, showroom world. I have another big project underway that I'm going to discuss in a future episode. But those are just some of the... um, 
ups and downs that we've been having in my lighting showroom. So get in that Facebook group, Lighting Showrooms, LWL-Lighting Showrooms, just search Lighting Showrooms in Facebook groups. Join that group. Let's get conversations going, and uh, we'll be talking about them even more on future episodes. Hey, I'm so glad y'all are here. I appreciate it so much. If you know a great sponsor for this podcast, spend them my way. We're going to make this great content that you're going to want to tune into every week. Say subscribe, leave five stars, kind words. I appreciate y'all so much. Have a great day. Until next time, take care.